Yeah, so Romans 12, um, starting at verse 5. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Thank you, Ketch. All right, I'm going to invite Nicholas up. He's uh, going to bring us the finale of our uh, hashtag faithful series. And uh, I, I know I, for one, am excited. I know Abraham's excited as well. He's been blessed by this series. And I'm sure many of us have been blessed by this series. Uh, and, um, yeah, what God's using and speaking through Nick to, uh, to bring to us. Um, so I'm just going to pray for Nick and then uh, we'll get going. So Father God, thank you for uh, Nick. Thank you for our, our pastor and, um, yeah, God, all that you've uh, blessed him with, Father, and just the, I guess, the weight and the burden that you've placed on him to, uh, to lead this church, Father God. Um, mm, we know he doesn't take that lightly, Father God, and... Uh, yeah, this morning, just the, the words you've placed on his heart and his, his, his lips, Father God, we just, um, mm, Lord, we just know even that it's just going to be such a blessing and, uh, yeah, we just ask that you open our hearts to, to receive everything that you have for us this morning. Mm, amen. Amen. Thank you, Dan. So this morning we are continuing uh, and finishing our Faithful series. Uh, and so uh, if you're joining us for the first time this morning um, or you've missed some previous uh, sermons, hopefully uh, this morning stands alone, but we can uh, catch up on, on where we've been thanks to Carl and his uploading of the sermons onto our podcast. So you can find that on our website. You can search for Yas Community Baptist Church on your podcast server. The other thing I want to mention about that is uh, those of you who are using the version notes for the sermons... You can find them, they disappear off that app, um, but you can still find them if you go to the website or go to the podcast with the notes that come along with the sermon there. Carl's put a link to the sermon notes. They never disappear apparently, They're, they live on forever <laughs> in the internet. And so if you've missed the sermon and you're listening to it, if you're listening to this sermon, you know, 10 weeks from now, you'll still be able to access the notes um, through the, the, either through the podcast app or on our website. So you'll be able to catch up to where we've been, but I want to catch you up this morning. Uh, I'll turn this on. I want to catch you up this morning. Uh, we've been talking about over the last three weeks, what does it mean to be faithful stewards of the resources God has given us? And so what does it mean for us as followers of Jesus to steward faithfully, to honor God with the things that he's entrusted to us? And the key verse that we've been reflecting on throughout this series and then applying hopefully more practically is this. It's Psalm 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. And so we begin our understanding of faithfulness not by asking, well, how much do I have to give? How much of what I own do I have to give back to God in my time, my money? but an acknowledgement, an understanding, a foundational truth that everything I have, everything that belongs to me, in fact, belongs to God. Every possession, every resource I have in this life is ultimately the Lord's. 
And so my life is the Lord's and everything in it. And so we've spoken about how that applies to our money and our possessions, that it's not just about giving a portion of our money, although that's part of what it means to be faithful, part of being faithful is giving, but it actually touches on the way we use all of our money and the way we earn our money. Faithfulness touches on how we earn, how we give, how we save, how we spend and how we um, enjoy the resources God has given us. We spoke last week about our time and our energy. Our time and energy is a resource given to us by God for us to steward. And so we talked, spoke about last week about uh, the priority of seeking first the kingdom of God with our time and energy. That, that we're also, though, called to work, and that doesn't mean for all of us that we, we need to spend 24-7 in the church or that we need to be a pastor or a missionary, but we're called to work. And so whatever we do, whether it's teaching, butchering, carpentry, um, you know, bricklaying, whatever we do, we do it in the name of the Lord and unto the Lord. And also being faithful with our time and energy means embracing rest and play as an act of faithful stewardship. In our culture, we have this perpetual motion ideal and, and actually to be faithful to God means to work six days and rest one. And I've actually had a few conversations this week with people about that one that, that, that they've tried to embrace that and just the freedom of that and, and another conversation brought out this week that God didn't actually say work 48 weeks and rest four as much as holidays are wonderful and that we should enjoy them, that if we rely on holidays for our rest, then we're going to be perpetually exhausted people. Because God didn't say, work 48, rest 4. He said, work 6, rest 1. And that the holidays is not the answer to rest. It's part of the bigger picture. But, but having a day a week of, of doing no work is part of being faithful stewards of our time and energy. And so this week we finish with talking about our gifts and abilities. And so the question we're specifically asking this week is, what does it mean to be faithful stewards of the gifts and abilities that God has given us? What does it mean to be faithful stewards of the gifts and abilities God has given us? And so as we journey through this morning, I want you to be thinking about what are the things that you're good at? What are the gifts, what are the abilities that you have? And what does it mean to actually be faithful to God with them? Now, some of you, some of us have, have a high concept of, oh, I'm good at so many things, or I'm really good at these things. And some of us are, are, are less self-confident. We just feel like, well, there's not really anything that I'm good at. So Scripture tells us to have a sober assessment. If you're one of us that thinks, oh, I'm just great at everything, it's hard to choose then I encourage you to have a sober assessment. What are the key gifts and abilities you've been given? But by the same token, if you're someone who says, well, I'm not really good at anything, I want to suggest that's completely untrue. That a sober assessment is acknowledging there are some things that you're good at, that you're gifted at, that you have ability in. And so I want you to think about those things this morning. And I want to give us three key principles of what it means to be faithful with our gifts and abilities. Three key things that if we anchor our thoughts around them, that'll lead us towards being faithful. And so the first of those is that we begin, being faithful means that we understand that every gift and ability that you have is from God. 
Every gift and ability you have is from God. And so, in essence, this is just applying that principle of Psalm 24, verse 1, to our gifts and abilities. But I want to make a point of it here is because we might not consider our gifts and abilities as a resource. We might not consider them as, as something to be faithfully stewarded. Yeah, sure, money is like a, a, a resource. It's a, a thing that we have that we can steward. Uh, time's a quantifiable thing. Energy is kind of less quantifiable, but it's a, it's a thing we can steward. But we might not think of the things that we're gifted in or we have ability in as, as something to steward. And so we begin with that understanding that everything that you're good at, every gift that you have, every ability you have, has been given to you by God. This is true of spiritual gifts where we're told in 1 Corinthians 12 uh, verses 7 to 11 that it says, uh, Paul writing to the Corinthians church, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the Spirit of... Uh, given through the Spirit, sorry, a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by, mean, by the means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. And so every spiritual gift, everything that we might consider a, a spiritual gift, a, a supernatural empowering from God, is a gift from God. It's given to us by the Holy Spirit. Now that might not be rocket surgery this morning, that might be pretty plain and obvious. Well, if it's a spiritual gift, then it must have come from God. And, and they're given by God to enable the body of Christ. They're given for the common good by God. But I also want to suggest this morning that it's not just these spiritual gifts, this category that we might put in this kind of God category that is a gift from God. I actually want to suggest that there's not really a line between spiritual and natural gifts, but, but these categories that we think in. I, I want to suggest that even our natural gifts and abilities come from God. We can see this in, in Exodus before the building of the tabernacle. The Lord said to Moses in Exodus 31 verses 1 to 5, See, I have given you Bezalel, son of Uri. That's a cool name. But I have chosen, sorry, Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for the work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. And, and so God gave Bezalel, what we would typically consider natural craftsmanship's abilities. He gave him the ability to craft the tabernacle. And he also gave him, there was another man who was gifted to be his assistant, and then they were gifted to train others in those gifts and abilities. But, but so what I want to draw from that this morning is, there might be things that you're gifted in, that you have ability in, and you don't consider it a spiritual gift. It's something that you've trained in, or, or something that you've just always been good at. I want to suggest that, even though it might not seem spiritual, that it is in fact a gift given to you from God. 
And to draw down even further, I want to go back a little bit in the story of Exodus to uh, Exodus chapter 4, verses 11 to 12, where, where Moses has been asked by God to be the man who leads Israel out of Egypt to speak to Pharaoh. And, Pharaoh sa- and Moses says, well, I can't even talk properly. I don't speak good. And it says, the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. And so it's even God who gives us even the abilities to speak and to see and to hear and to breathe and to walk and to do anything. So it's not just our spiritual gifts, it's not just those things we consider natural abilities, things that we're good at, it's actually everything we are capable of doing is given to us by God. Even our basic physical capacities and abilities come from God. And so if our gifts and abilities are something entrusted to us, then we have a responsibility to be faithful to them, to God with them, should I say. They're not something that we're good at that's for us. Just like money and possessions, just like time and energy, our gifts and abilities are a resource entrusted to us by God to steward faithfully for Him and to His glory. And so we begin by understanding that, that understanding that every gift and ability that we have is from God. And then the next key I want to uh, touch on this morning is that we're called to use, you are called, and I am called, you are called to use your gifts and abilities to serve others. And so we tend to think of our gifts and abilities as our own. I have the gift of, and insert whatever you think of there. I have the gift of carpentry, because I put up a shelf in the kids' church room during the week, and 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 it's kind of level, I think. um, And so we think of that as as our gift, as mine to be used for my purpose, but. That's not the biblical picture. The biblical picture is more that you are the gift of whatever that is to the church, to the community, to the world. Like I said, old cliche, I'm God's gift to the world, but but it's actually more true than thinking that I have the gift of something. See, our gifts and abilities aren't something to be used for our purpose, they're to be used to serve others. And so the verses that are... Kitch read for us this morning, says, So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And so that's encouraging this morning, that you all belong to me, just as I belong to all of you, and we all belong to each other. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do so diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. 
And so Paul is saying here in Romans that gifts are meant to be used. If you have a gift, use it, do it. It's not to be hoarded, it's not to be kept to yourself, it's not to be closed off. Just used in your private space at home for your own personal enjoyment. Your gifts are meant to be used. And Paul puts this in this body idea. That we're all one body that form different parts. And so the crux of the matter is if you have a gift and you're not using it in the community, then the body is walking with a limp. If you're the lower leg gifting, then we're hopping around. If you're the hands, then our reach is limited if you're not using your gift. And so gifts are meant to be used, not hoarded. And one of the other apostles, one in Peter, one, sorry, Peter says in his first letter in 1 Peter 4, he says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received. So this is the same point that Paul is making, use your gift. But Peter goes even more uh, further and clearer with the message. He says, if each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. You don't have the gift of carpentry. You're called to be the gift of carpentry. You don't have the gift of prophecy. You're called to be the gift of prophecy. You don't have the gift of encouragement, just to encourage yourself. You're called to be the gift of encouragement. Peter goes on and says, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If you've been gifted with an ability, a supernatural spiritual ability and natural gifts or even the ability to speak, your calling with that ability is to be a faithful steward of that grace from God to others. The point is, if you have a gift or ability and you're not using it for the sake of others, you're not faithfully stewarding that gift. And so Peter affirms that a gift is received from God. Each of us have received a gift. He affirms that it should be used not for ourselves, but for others. He affirms that we're faithfully administering God's grace, that that this is something that we're called to steward for others. And then he goes on in the next verse, in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 11, and says... If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And so Peter goes on to say that we shouldn't just use our gifts and abilities for the sake of others, but that when we're using those gifts, we should seek to do it with excellence. That if if your gifting is speaking, then do it with the integrity and the focus as if you were speaking the very words of God to another person. To not be flippant as I was yesterday, speaking the truth harshly and with frustration and anger, but speaking the truth as God would in love. To use our gifts with excellence and integrity. If it is serving, then do so with the strength that God provides. 
Because this thing is, sometimes we cruise on the very things that we're good at. Sometimes if we're, if we're gifted in an area, we just think that'll take care of itself. So I don't need to worry about that so much. And I'll put all my effort into the other things that I'm not so good at. And so even in the gifts and abilities area of our life, we, we just kind of cruise rather than focusing our attention on what God has gifted us to administer to others. To work on it with all our strength, to focus on it as if we're speaking the words of God, to do it with excellence. And so if you're gifted with an ability, you're called to use it for the sake of others to the best of your ability. And the end point of all this is that God may be praised through Jesus Christ. The end goal of the gift and ability, it's not for us, it's for others, but we're to do that with excellence and we're to do it in a way that leads to people praising God. That we're to serve others with our gifts and ability that leads to God's glory. The end purpose of the gifts and abilities that God has entrusted with you is to bring Him glory through using them to serve others. And so we say, along with Peter, when we're using our gifts, uh, we might say it out loud in our head, or, or, or our focus is this, to Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. When we're prophesying in serving God, we have in our heart to God be the glory for this. When we're installing shelves we have in our heart not i hope someone sees that and says oh nick you're awesome you put a shelf in there we go to god be the glory for this shelf (laughs) when we're serving others with our gifts and abilities our heart is that the other might be blessed and that god's name will be glorified So we begin by understanding that every gift and ability we have is from God. We focus the use of our gifts and abilities to serve others and to bring God glory. But being faithful to God with our gifts and abilities also means that we develop our gifts and abilities. If you're going to be faithful with what God has made you good at, then you're called to develop your gifts and abilities. In 1 Timothy Uh, Chapter 4, verse 14, uh, the Apostle Paul writes to his uh, apprentice and son in the faith, uh, Timothy, and he says, Do not neglect your gift which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. We don't know what Timothy's gift is. Um, The context suggests that it's likely got something to do with leadership and and teaching others because it's all about, you know, devote yourself to the public reading and teaching of Scripture. But, But Paul says, don't neglect it. You've been given a gift from God. Don't neglect it. 
He, he takes the point, he writes two letters to Timothy and in the next letter, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, it raises up the priority, brings it from chapter 4 into verse 1, in chapter 1, into the first seven verses of his second letter to Timothy and he says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the Spirit of God gave us, sorry, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. And so Paul says to his son in the faith, Timothy, fan into flame the gift God has given you. See, so much of our self-improvement energy, so much of our self-improvement focus uh, is all about identifying which area am I weak in and how can I get better at it? Where are my growth areas? I don't want to suggest this morning that it's not a good thing to, to think about, well, where can I grow and develop in weaknesses? But I do want to suggest that that's not the way in which you're going to have your greatest impact for God's kingdom. So just as we sometimes cruise on our gifts and abilities and don't give the excellence to them as we, as we sometimes should we also tend to neglect them because we think, well, I'm already good at that thing. I'm already good at prophesying. I'm already good at carpentry. I'm already good at giving words of wisdom and knowledge. I'm already really good at encouraging. But I'm not so good at admin, so, so I'm going to focus all of my energy on improving admin. I want to suggest this morning that God would have us flip that around. He's given you a gift or an ability, be that supernatural or natural, in the way we categorize things, so that you might serve the church and the world with that gift. And so your greatest impact for God's kingdom will be through your gifts and abilities maximized, fanned into flame. So I believe the scripture would call us, if we have a gifting to focus most of our self-improvement energy on getting better at that thing. The hand does not need to get better at being a foot. And the foot does not need to get better at being a hand. We're a body. We're not called individually to be excellent at everything. And in fact, at the very heart of it, trying to eliminate every weakness in our life is seeking to eliminate our need for others. Seeking to be self-sufficient instead of mutually dependent upon the body of Christ. And so to be faithful to the gifts that God has given you, to the abilities that God has entrusted you with, I want to encourage you to spend your time and energy on getting better at those things, on practicing those things, having a spirit of boldness, of power, uh, desiring to get better at what you're already good at. And I think it's in that way that the kingdom of God will be advanced when we all seek to be the best at whatever God's called us to be the best at. Personal best I'm talking about not about competition. 
And so, being faithful with our gifts and abilities means that we understand that every gift and ability is from God. Everything that you're good at, that you're capable of, every basic function of your life is a gift from God. Being faithful with our gifts and abilities means that we use our gifts and abilities to serve others. You are gifted in something not for you but for others and ultimately to the glory of God. And being faithful with our gifts and abilities means that we develop our gifts and abilities, we fan them into flame. That we seek to be the best whatever it is that God has gifted us to be. And so I'm going to invite our worship team up this morning. And I'm going to pray and and then I'm just going to invite... Before we actually start singing the words of the song, worship team, if you could um, just play instrumentally for a moment. Um, I'm going to pray and then while the band plays, before we start to sing, I just want you to sit in a place uh, with the Holy Spirit present amongst us, just to, just to invite the Holy Spirit, um, whether you've been here for today is the only time you've been here for part of this series or whether you've been through the, the whole, whole series, I, I just want you to invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you about which area of your life that he would call you up in faithfulness. Which area does the Holy Spirit really want you to grow and focus on especially for you? My aim is not to, for us all to go away with a list of three things, but, but for, for the Holy Spirit to leave us with something that's burned in our heart that we can step into. Um, so let me pray and then I'll... Let the team begin. Father, we thank you that everything belongs to you, is from you, and is for you. So I pray that as we finish up this series about being faithful to you, uh, that you would help us to be faithful to you with everything we have. Pray that you'd guide us in faithfulness with our money and possessions. I pray that you would guide us in being faithful with our uh, time and energy. I pray that you'd be guiding us in faithfulness with our gifts and abilities. And as we sit and reflect and invite your Holy Spirit to come this morning, I pray that you would just speak to each of our hearts. As the music plays, Lord, just speak to us about what shift, what growth area, what thing you would have us focus on to grow in faithfulness to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've been blessed and encouraged by this message, we'd love for you to become a part of the Ask Baptist family. Log on to ycbc.church to find out more.